Hello and welcome to another edition of the StayMarriedFlorida.com podcast series. My name is Christopher Bruce and I'm a divorce and family law attorney in North Palm Beach, Florida. I have the absolute pleasure to be joined today by Deborah Goldman, who's a licensed mental health counselor in private practice. She provides marriage and individual counseling with offices in both Jupiter and Lake Park. And our topic today is, I think, a great one, and that's how to keep things fresh in your relationship. Welcome to the show, Deborah. You're quite welcome. It's good to be here. Uh, Deborah, maybe just before we get into this, if you could give everybody a little bit of an overview of your background and experience helping people have happy relationships. Yes, I've been in practice for over 25 years, and I've been providing uh, psychotherapy for individuals and couples and running groups uh, for those years. I have a master's in counseling, and I'm licensed by the state of Florida to provide psychotherapy. I also have a postgraduate um, certificate in mental imagery, phenomenology, and dream work that I got from the American Institute of Mental Imagery, and that was a postgraduate study that I did over seven years. I think you left out. You happened to write a book on the subject we're talking about? <laughs> Yes, I've, I've actually produced uh, a book called uh, Love in Action, A Manual for Last, Lasting Love, and that covers things like what is a healthy relationship, how do you do that in your marriage, what's normal for things to, to happen as you uh, go through marriage and keep things fresh and alive and romantic through a long-term relationship and children and all these things that life brings you in a style that I've been told is very easy to read and very actionable. So it's not just a book that you read and say, oh, yeah, it's a book that you can read and go out and actually do something and make a difference. Well, just since you're the expert on all of this, uh, from your point of view, what are the signs of a, a happy marriage or, or relationship for that matter? Uh, part of what will tell you that you really are having a happy marriage is What's happening to you in terms of how you think and how you feel about your partner as you go through your days and your incidents? Because there are certain signs that will tell you that things are going well. For instance, when you're away from your partner and you think uh, good things about them or do you start kind of reviewing everything that you're upset with them about and all the things <laughs> that are going wrong. Because thinking about your partner while you're away in a positive light automatically will indicate that there, there are good things happening between the two of you. You also will have the ability to forgive your partner. You'll find yourself being forgiving because you know that you make mistakes as well and you're not expecting a perfect marriage or a perfect partner. You also may find that you really savor your time together. You really look forward to those times that you're that you're together as opposed to stories that I've heard over the years. Let me stay later at work because I really don't want to go home. There, there are some basic things that, that will help increase the possibility that you're going to have a healthy relationship. One of those that's really important is that you're healthy yourself, that you're not looking for your partner to fix you or provide things that you really could do for yourself. So you need to have a healthy attitude. You need to have a sense of self-esteem. You need to have done your own personal work of journeying away from your family emotionally so that you've established your independence. And once you've done all those things, then you're really ready to start to become a partner in a relationship in a healthy way. What I get the sense of speaking to some of the people that uh, end up becoming my clients is you start the relationship. Uh, sometimes there's marriage, sometimes there's not. And at a certain point, the honeymoon's over. And people start to drift apart a little bit. From 
your point of view as being somebody that helps keep people happy with their significant other, what are the, some of the challenges or problem areas that come up as people are in those longer-term relationships? That's a really good question because I think that we don't really understand what, what what's natural that happens over the course of a marriage, that in the beginning, often in a relationship when you first meet each other, they're wonderful and you're wonderful. You can't wait to see each other. Um, it's like you've known each other forever. You know, the romance is really high. And I call that Cupid's arrow. And at the maximum, that'll probably last about two years. And then after about two years, you might wake up one morning and say, why did I marry this person? And who is this person? <laughs> Things that you used to really like about them that attracted you now may annoy you. Um, sometimes that's because we're attracted to people that are opposite, so we may be attracted to somebody that's very extroverted and friendly and find that um, very intriguing. But then as the years go by, we might say, well, I wish they weren't so friendly. I wish they weren't so involved with other people. So that's when the real evolution and putting the work into the marriage happens because that's when the relationship matures into what really is one of the main components that keeps the marriage working, and that's connection. Couples often tell me that the problem is in that communicating, but it's really connection because when you feel connected to your partner, that means that you're friends, you know what's going on in their life, you know what their dreams are, you know what they're facing, and vice versa. You feel like someone's on your side. And that's what you need to work on in the beginning of the marriage because as you go through time, things that normally happen like having a family, having children, are going to take you away from paying attention to your primary partner as you did when you were dating. That's one of the main complaints I will hear, especially from women. My husband doesn't ask me about my day. He doesn't seem interested in what I have to say. Like when we used to go out, you know, spend time together. So it's really important to keep that going as you're going through all the transitions that happen in your life. Very important, of course, when you have children that you pay attention to them and provide for them. And as the adults that we can kind of put ourselves on hold, but don't put your marriage on hold, even when you have children. Find somebody that you trust so you can go out just with your partner and not talk about diapers and school and money, but just enjoy yourself like you used to. I was just going to say, and you're starting, I think, right down this trail. For the people that, you know, have been married a while or together a long time, what types of things can they be doing maybe deliberately to make sure they keep their marriage fresh or to, to keep it from going stale and, and just to be happy with their partner? Well, I like that word that you just used deliberately because I would segue that into one of the components that I think really makes a big difference, and that's being conscious and mindful in your marriage, which means you're paying attention and you're present. There was a, a research study that was done by the Gottman Institute where they have couples in a lab over the weekend, long-term married couples, and they were studying what's romance couples that had been married maybe 10, 20, even 30 years. What they found was that romance was taking the time when your partner speaks to you to, to stop what you're doing, maybe stop reading the newspaper or working on the computer, make eye contact, and hear what they say and respond to it. And just that little thing throughout your day, throughout your week, throughout your month can make a difference of feeling connected, of feeling important, of feeling like you have somebody that's your partner and somebody that's there for you. So there there are a number of very small things that can make big differences that you can do with deliberate intention 
to keep the freshness. In my book, I have a chapter that gives a lot of tools, both for husbands, for wives, and for the couples together. So I just maybe want to share a few ideas, specific ideas. That would be perfect. People to this, they can walk away and go home and try it with their spouse. For instance, do you hold hands with your partner? When's the last time that you hold hands? You can be sitting on the couch and watching television. Hold hands. You can be getting into bed to go to sleep together and hold hands. Holding hands is something you probably did when you were dating, but as people are married over long term, they probably stop doing that. Just reach out and take your partner's hand. Another thing you can do is you can do what I call a, a check-in. Because we're all so busy and we have so much going on, so there is a, a very quick exercise so you can evaluate your marriage in five minutes. So if the kids or work or the general business of running your household leaves you little interest or time to really talk, what you can do is ask your spouse just very quickly to rate the marriage on a scale of 1 to 10, with 1 being if things are the worst and 10 being the highest number of as good as it can get. So you give them your number and then they give you their number. And it's just a very quick way to check in. and see what's going on and also see if you're both in a similar place. And you can talk about it later, but if you just want to get a quick sense, that's an exercise that can help you to uh, stay connected and know what's going on. One of the things I was curious about, uh, how people might benefit from using counseling to keep their marriage fun and on track. It's, it seems like there's a big stigma, at least in the South Florida area, maybe not as much as it used to be, but still a little bit of a stigma about going to see a counselor. And just from what I've heard speaking to you and a lot of other people in your field is sometimes just going, even when you think things are okay, going with your partner to, to speak with somebody who deals a lot with couples therapy can be a good thing or even a fun thing in a relationship. Yes, it definitely can. You can, you can definitely uh, enrich a marriage that's already good. You can also revitalize a marriage that's, you know, maybe everything's okay but doesn't really have that spark or excitement or depth that you used to have or deepness that you would like. And you don't have to wait for there to be a major problem or a crisis to do those things. The same way we do maintenance on our cars, uh, we don't have to wait for the car to break down to have it fixed, but we do oil changes and maintenance to keep it running well. We can do the same thing for our marriages. And uh, marriage counseling doesn't have to just be for a problem. It can be for improvement as well. Now, how do you, just as a marriage counselor and couples therapist, uh, try to help couples build and keep happy relationships through what you do in your practice? I would tell people that I'm mainly providing is I can observe patterns of interaction on couples that come to see me. And I can educate them about those patterns and help them to make changes so that they can have more constructive connections and communications. I can also educate them about, like we're doing here, about what might be normal, what might be helpful. I can also give them tools to get where they want to go. A lot of times couples come in and they say, you know, we, we, can't, we seem to be going round and round and round and round about not taking out the garbage or things like that. And we're not really fighting about that, but we don't know how to get out of it. So I can be that third person that can help. I call myself sometimes a translator. I can translate between the two people because sometimes it's like they're speaking different languages, but I can understand both of them. 
And so then I can reflect that back to them in a, in a helpful way. Also, sometimes coming from a different person than your spouse, you can hear things that you can't hear from your spouse. So uh, the therapy setting can be extremely safe place to start to really process some of these things. One of the areas of expertise that I have is in dream work. And that's also a very informative tool that we can use even in couples counseling, uh, for instance. A common thing that people may ask is, I had a dream that my spouse is having an affair. Does that mean they may be having an affair? I'm really worried. Should I be suspicious? Well, one thing about dreams is they speak in symbol language. So that dream may be about that fear that you have, but it also could indicate that you may be thinking about having an affair. That's interesting. So using tools like that can can really kind of cut through some of the things that you get stuck in all the time and get to the heart of what may be going on, especially if you've been with somebody for a long time and you think you know them really well and they think they know you really well. And so you've developed patterns and there's certain things you won't talk about or do. I can help break through those those kind of stalemates. One thing I might tell couples all the time is one plus one equals two. And if you keep doing something that equals one, and your wife is doing something that equals one, you're going to keep having a two. Yeah. But if you can do 1.1, if your actions can be just slightly different, well, 1.1 and 1 is 2.1, you're going to have a different outcome. So, like I said, even small changes can make a big change in a, in a relationship. And it's never too late. It's never too late. <laughs> that's well that's good advice that's what i tell everybody even when you know they're in my office trying to ask questions about a divorce i, I think and and except for very few extreme situations it's it's always worth giving it another shot and trying because plenty of people make it come around if they just take a little time to focus on um, trying to make things better getting to that 1.1 Deborah, uh, we talked about, you know, trying to hold hands and uh, trying to take, you know, the occasional assessment of a relationship. Uh, or do you have any other uh, suggestions on what things people can do to try to keep their relationship with their spouse significant other fresh? Uh, yes. One of the things that the research is telling us is that doing exciting new things, activities together can really enhance and revitalize a marriage. So, whether it's taking dance lessons together or cooking lessons or doing a sport, doing kind of activities where you feel excited and impassioned can add that to your marriage as well when you share that with your spouse. So I'd recommend looking into those types of things, taking a walk together, cooking together, dancing, things that help you kind of coordinate and be either side by side or in the same rhythm with each other and doing something new doing something um, that gives you an experience. Those are good form for you to build your marriage on. Deborah, now for the people that are listening to this, uh, how, how should they go about reaching you if they want to try to work with you, with their uh, spouse or significant other, or just find out a little bit more information about you and your counseling and also a dream interpretation practice? Yes, I have two websites. My first website is Deborah, D-E-B-R-A, Joy goldman.com and that has my full counseling practice it has lots of informative articles you can read for free it has my contact information my approaches lots of good information that you can read through not just about my practice but about relationships depression mental health i have a separate website for the dream work 
which is dreamreadingsnow.com. Both of those can access a lot of information, and also you can set up appointments and contact me. The other thing I offer is you can call me, 561-602-8041, and you can ask for a complimentary phone consult that I'll provide for about 20 minutes, and we can discuss what's happening and what your needs are and what I might be able to do to be helpful. And you can evaluate whether you think that that would be something that uh, would work for you. So I invite people to feel free to do that, uh, to give me a call, or you can register online uh, or ask for an appointment online. And uh, I'd be happy to speak to anybody um, and provide that. Well, Deborah, thank you so much uh, for taking the time to speak with me today. I think this will be a very informative um, interview for the people that are listening, and I know your time is valuable. Thanks for uh, taking the time uh, away from your practice to, to speak with me here today. Well, thank you, Chris, for doing this. It's a great service that you're doing and providing information. It's a really needed thing here in the world <laughs> to help people have good marriages. and. Uh, healthy relationships. For more information about StayMarriedFlorida.com, uh, go right to the website www.StayMarriedFlorida.com. To reach divorce and family law attorney Christopher Bruce, call 561-844-1200 or email him at cbruce at nugentlawfirm.com.